Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that time again. The marketing geeks are back for our final August edition. Is it the end of August already? Yeah. Time flies. Time flies. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. I am Andrew Sturgeon, hanging out in the Netherlands. And I am Justin Womack of Camarillo, California. And using the power of technology, we are here together in one space isn't it amazing isn't it just amazing let's hear it for technology everybody all right let's get started let's get started welcome to the marketing mark i can't even speak marketing geeks everybody how are you (laughs) i'm here and uh boy what a show do we have for you we are going to answer all of your marketing questions and uh, tell you about the marketing news of stuff that's going to uh, blow your mind uh, in a little bit. We'll uh, also have the sex robot report just to update you on what's happening and uh, some, some geek news for y'all. So uh, I have some geek, uh, definitely some geek marketing news and um, Justin, how are you, buddy? I am. Uh, I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, you know, but you know what I'm not doing is uh, why don't you share what you're about to do because uh, you're going somewhere tomorrow, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, so, so here's my story. Uh, I am a uh, for those of you who don't know me of your of our seven listeners, I am a Burning Man person. I have gone to Burning Man 19 years now. And, uh, and I have missed in, in the past, uh, 19 years or 20 years, actually, I've missed two years. One was, uh, when my son was about to be born and, uh, and it was, it was, and I, 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 uh, I, I told his mother at the time, you should just come to Burning Man anyway with me because there's like every <laughs> doula in the world is going to be there and they have like a good medical, you know, system there and. She just looked at me for a while. And all the Silicon Valley, all the Silicon Valley gurus are there. They probably have the top medical tech. Oh, yeah, available. it would have been fine. It would have been fine. She just looked at me for a long time when I said that. Um, and then the uh, the other time I missed it, I was uh, here. Uh, where was I? I don't know. It was some dumb reason. But anyway, listen. Here's what happens. If you really want to go to you, Burning didn't Man, you miss it last year? Did you go last year? Uh, no, remember. I didn't go last year because I was moving here. So I, it, it, I, yeah, I you moved it. to the Netherlands. So that was the other. That was the other reason moving to the Netherlands. That's a good yeah. reason. Yeah, it, it was. And and so here's the thing with going to Burning Man. It's a magical experience, and the, the the trip really begins when you go. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to really do it. And if the playa wants you there, if the, if Burning Man wants you there, you'll go. And so I, uh, I, I was in a situation where I was kind of like, well, I don't have a lot of money and I kind of don't have a lot of time and I don't have a ticket, but, uh, I want to go. And if, if it wants me there, I'll go. So I called a couple of my friends and one of them was like, I have a gift ticket for you. If you want a free ticket, I have one. Uh, my friend couldn't go, so I had a free ticket. That, that is that is called synchronicity, and that is a synchronicity at work right there. Well, yeah. even better. So I, I was like, okay, well, that's cool, but how much are flights? And uh, I checked online, and I found a flight for four twenty nine on United round trip from Amsterdam to San Francisco. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was not on, cool. not on Wow Air too. That's a, that's interesting. Wow, that's a good it, deal. Even, it was even United, and uh, uh, I my dad's estate. Uh, uh, every year, if he sells a bunch of books, and I get a little bit of money, I got a little bit of money, and so my dad actually is paying for my trip to Burning Man. God bless him. And uh, thank you, Theodore, Theodore Sturgeon. That's right. That's right. So uh, in uh, in two thousand uh, when was it? Two thousand seven. I I had a little bit of his ashes and I took them to Burning Man and he went with me to Burning Man and I put them in the temple at the end. Uh, incredible experience. I'll tell all about so it. So let me uh, next week. Well, two weeks when I. Well, back. let me ask you uh, before we before we before we break from this topic. Let me just ask you: How has Burning Man changed? Like, because uh, I, I keep hearing that you know, money, big money is kind of moving into Burning Man, is becoming more commercialized. How have you seen the change? And it is, uh, do you see any of these like billionaires, Silicon Valley tech gurus? Or are they like kind of keep to themselves, or what are they doing? Yeah, here? I mean, you know, the the thing is, is that when you're it's a it's a great equalizer because even though you're in a, a you know you can you can do it what's called a turnkey camp where people just provide everything for you and you you have your RV and all of that stuff. If there's a big dust storm and you're out in the middle of the desert, then everybody's in the dust storm together. And uh, you know it, it's it, it's a living organism, so it's changed in the sense that it's evolved. In 2006, the first year or 2007, the first year that I went. Uh, or I'm sorry, 1997. That's how long ago it was. 1997, the first year I went, uh, they, the Burning Man organization was in a crisis because they, they, they only charged $75 for a ticket and uh, you could buy it right at the gate. And they didn't have any way of kind of uh, supporting the, the, the cause. They weren't making enough money. So they were approached by Red Bull and all these companies to sponsor them. And they could have done it. But then they would have just been another dumb festival and they refused to do it. So so the lack of commercialism has has definitely, you know, the, the whole thing, you know, talk about grassroots marketing. It's all been word of mouth. But uh, it does become a great equalizer. I've partied with celebrities. I've partied with like tech gurus. And uh, here's a really funny story. So uh, there was this huge party bus that was moving around and you could only allow so many people on it. And at one point it stopped and uh, uh, Paris Hilton wanted to get on it. And the bus driver says, sorry, you can't come on. And she looks at the bus driver and says, well, you know, I'm Paris Hilton. And he looks at her and he says, yeah, and that's why you're not getting on this bus. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but, yeah, but, but, you know, Katy Perry, in fact, a lot of her style, she's a burner. And a lot of her style has come from the Burning Man, uh, you know, uh, from Burning Man itself. And it's, it's, it's a magical experience. And I, I always run into the most amazing, crazy people. And I'll, I'll tell you all about it uh, next week. So- so I have a mission for you. While you're at Burning Man, I want you to find some interesting people and to uh, to get them to commit to being guests on the show. So we need to bring a few. I will. We need to bring some of the burners on the show here. 
And I, I, I'm going to put together a live remote, so I'll be recording uh, some audio out there, and I'll uh, have a small little uh, report I when I get I back. It. So stay tuned. So we may we may uh, we may be a little absent next week, unless uh, Justin, you, can you get a guest host to? Yeah, yeah. I'll host? look. For, I'll look for a guest host, um, or I might just do like a shortened, like thirty minute kind of uh, content episode where I teach something for thirty minutes. So it'll be a little bit. Oh, it won't good. be as exciting as having yeah. Andres on the show, but maybe I'll teach something for like not. thirty minutes. So we'll do like maybe a bonus a episode probably host. next week. That's cool, but but just don't make sure if you do get a guest host, just make sure they're not as good as me because that would suck. I know, right? <laughs> Bring yeah, back exactly. that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some movie geek news. Uh, Justin, tell me what's up, man. Yeah. So uh, in the world of in the world of movies, uh, the story that has has me interested is this uh, thing about the new James Bond movie. So mm. last week. Last week we talked a little bit about how Idris Elba was in talk to be the new Bond after this movie. Daniel Craig is still the one on here. Now the word is Idris Elba's out. That's not happening. But on this current version, this current Bond movie that they're working on, Danny Boyle is set to be the director. Now he dropped out due to creative differences yesterday or the day before. Oh, so really? We've lost. Yeah, we lost Danny Boyle. Uh, now there's a petition online to hire a female director to take on Bond, and I. I'm on board with that. I also like the idea, though, of potentially throwing in the name of like Christopher Nolan. I think he would be a good. Oh, he'd be good. You know, it'd be badass. Uh, A Tarantino Bond film, right? I'd be. I don't think Tarantino would do it, but I'd be totally on board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's been talking about doing a Star Trek movie, which I think would be dope as hell. But uh, uh, I think uh, actually a Catherine Bigelow helmed uh, Bond film would be. Yeah, her name her name is definitely one of the ones being thrown around as far as female directors go because she you know she's talented. She was with James Cameron. She was around greatness for a while. So that's now, nice. if you if you uh, <laughs> haven't seen Near Dark, uh, which was one of Catherine Bigelow's first films, it was uh, produced by James Cameron. Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron used to be married. And uh, Near Dark is one of the finest vampire movies out there. It is uh, so good about white trash vampires. Definitely worth checking out if you. Uh, I always liked the movie Strange Days. Oh, uh, Strange I Days! Up, I thought yeah. that one was—it's a really interesting movie. And uh, the rumor on that one was that James Cameron was the director of Strange Days, like partway through the production, and he just thought it was crap. So he, there was a rumor <laughs> that he abandoned the project and threw it on Catherine Bigelow. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he definitely had movie. a a huge influence on that movie uh, and uh, the opening sequence of that film. So uh, is is just stunning. So yeah, Strange Days and Near Dark, two very great movies. I think they're yeah, creative, creative movies outside the box, not traditional. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got some uh, Rick and Morty. We got some Rick and Morty news. What is it? Uh, Rick and Morty, of course, the finest, finest TV show in the history of humankind. Mister Poopy Butthole. Uh, Mr. Poopy Buttle, it, it, it's been uh, renewed for 70 episodes, Rick and Marty forever. And, uh, and so we'll, we've got some Szechuan sauce ready to go. But they, uh, Adult Swim, so in, this is, this is a, a kind of a marketing slash Rick and Morty sort of thing. Uh, Adult Swim released a small promo uh, for Rick and Morty season four. And if you, if you just look it up online, you can see it. But basically it's a 15-second little uh, teaser 
that's in the style of the uh, 90s X-Men cartoons uh, it, and uh, with a little bit of uh, One Punch Man thrown in. So it's got this kind of uh, cheap anime style with uh, – uh, you know, with Rick as a a super buff like superhero, and Morty with his gigantic arm from season three, and and uh, it it's I mean it's a brilliant piece of marketing because you know one of the things that uh, if if there's any little tiny Rick and Morty morsel out there, it goes viral immediately. So it's a nice way to get people hyped about uh, season four. But at the end, this is the interesting thing: at the end of the promo. It doesn't say Rick and Morty season four. It says Adult Swim. So it's actually Adult Swim is branding themselves at the end of the promo uh, by way of Rick and Morty. So it's a night. It's I mean it's it's a brilliant piece of viral marketing on their part because everybody yeah. loves Rick and Morty. And so to take this tiny little thing, throw it on Twitter, and just get it viral so people can like really dig into it and then advertise the network. Well, you know, part of the reason they probably brand it with Adult Swim is that they have no idea. They have no idea when this thing is going to be finished. Well, they said sometimes, sometime in 2019, and uh, I think that that Adult Swim is kind of going to because they're putting a lot more money into it now. So they're shoring up, like they're hired a whole bunch of new writers. They're putting some money into the animators. So I, I think that at this point, we're going to see a lot more Rick and Morty happen a lot faster. Um, and uh, there was an interview with Dan. Harmon, the creator of it, and and he said that basically rather than agonizing over each script so it's perfect, he's kind of letting that go and doing more of almost like uh, uh, like deconstructing – Trey Parker? <laughs> well, well the, the way that he was doing it is he would like really uh, – the reason why the show is so brilliant is because he really uh, arcs every single episode – where you know he has this whole like wheel of storytelling that he does, and it follows like a certain formula, um, and he's it's got these A and B storylines, and he said that some of the funniest episodes and some of their favorite episodes were just like somebody throwing out some random thing, and that ended up being kind of the episode. So I think Pickle Rick was one of those where they basically said, uh, "What if Rick's a pickle?" And they just thought that was funny, and they just deconstructed it from there. So they're going to just like really take these ideas and just kind of build the episode around an idea rather than the story structure itself. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, man, I mean, Rick and Morty uh, is definitely uh, that is that is the smartest, best show in the history of humankind. Uh, so uh, next to the leftovers, which I also thought was quite good. So yeah, Rick and Morty forever, man. That's uh, that's the uh, that's it. Any other movie news you want to cover? Geek, geek news. So two other two other stories. Um, number number one is that it has been confirmed that uh, this will be really exciting for you, Andros. Um, Top Gun two is filming over um, on some Navy aircraft carrier. Um, and they, they announced that John Hamm and Ed Harris have joined the cast. This is so, so exciting. I mean, uh, I've been living and breathing with Top Gun. I miss it so much. Uh, <laughs> what, any, uh, are you excited, man? Are you excited? Uh, I, I want to find out what, uh, what, uh, ice and the other Top Gun people have been doing all these years. What's been happening? Ice, uh, ice like immigration or Ice Man? You talking about Val Kilmer? Like Val Kilmer, <laughs> who 
are they? Is he even going to be in the movie? That's the because he's had some some uh, health issues. I don't think so. I haven't heard his name thrown in at yeah. all. The movie the movie is called Top Gun Maverick, um, probably because Iceman is just they're probably just going to write him out. He died. <laughs> I don't know. Him, he had a. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to Iceman, but um, yeah, I mean he gained a bunch of weight too. Last I seen Val Kilmer, he was uh, he was pretty hefty. And um, yeah, throat cancer. It, yeah, his voice is totally yes, messed, it's messed up. Uh, kind of said he. Okay, well I didn't know about all that. Little okay. trivia: He went to my high school uh, ten years before I did, and uh, dated Mayor Winningham. I don't know if you remember her, actress. And um, uh, Kevin Spacey also went to my high school. Chatsworth High. Mm, Kevin Spacey. Did you hear about no, his uh, his new movie was released called uh, Billionaire Boys Club? Mm-hmm. And it, it did. I think it was two hundred and fifty six dollars uh, for the opening weekend, which was. It only premiered on like. To be fair, it premiered on like four screens, yeah. but still, that's really really bad. And if you if you're going to put Kevin Spacey in a movie after the scandal, uh, and it's called Billionaire Boys Club, change the title. I mean, change the title. I don't think. They, I think. <laughs> I think the movie was wrapped. Is what happened. It was wrapped. It was in the can, and then like that. Can you imagine? Like you finish. You put all this effort into a movie, and then that happens. No, no, it like, was. It was wrapped. There's no question. It was wrapped before the scandal. But uh, but change the title. You're gonna call it Billionaire Boys Club after after everything going on with Kevin Spacey. It's just not a good title. It actually, I think it actually looks interesting because it has uh, it has what's it, Taron at. Taron, whatever his name is, and the other guy. <laughs> I forget the, Taren, the Taren and the other guy. That's the name of my band in college. <laughs> the guy from Baby. <laughs> it's got the guy from Baby Driver and the guy from Kingsman. How's that? I don't remember their names. There you go. That guy. <laughs> Two decent actors, and it's a. Uh, it's, it's called Billionaire Boys Club. It's probably got some business uh. in there. I, I'd, I'd check it out. I would. I would throw in. I'd be a part of that two hundred and fifty-six dollars if it was playing in a theater near me, but it's not. And if you, and if it was the movie pass movie of the day, yeah, if it was the movie pass movie of the day, I would go. <laughs> oh shoot! You know what that is? That is time, my friends. That is sex the music robot. for the sex robot report. That's right. Each week we go over the latest sex robot news, and. Here we go. Oh, I can't wait. So, I, I'm behind. You, I'm behind, so I need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be behind this robot story. Uh, the Mirror UK has reported that uh, a company that is called uh, Realbotics has just released a sex robot that has, quote, mind-blowing X mode that lets you engage in dirty talk and it will be available this month. That's right. Sex robot maker Realblox, I'm sorry, Realbotics is getting ready to release its near 8,000-pound Harmony sex doll, which claims to be the first to offer an emotional connection. The wow. RoboLover was created to work with a smartphone app, which uses artificial intelligence. You said 8,000 8, pounds? Yeah, I don't know what that is oh, in yeah, uh, US dollars, but US to eight thousand. That's what it costs. I thought it weighed eight thousand pounds. I thought you were talking about weight. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like I guess I guess that'll never be on top, huh? That'll be on the bottom. 
<laughs> so it says that the uh, the use of AI should mean more lifelike responses that mimic conversations with a real person. The addition of a new X mode is purported to take that to a new level uh, with the Boink bot offering conversation, jokes, and of course, dirty talk. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think sex robots, I think sex robot jokes. And if uh, if my sex robot can give me sex robot jokes while I'm having sex with it, then uh, that is worth every one of my eight thousand pounds. I'm, I'm so, so I'm so curious to know. Like I, I want I want a recording of like what the sex robot like the jokes that it tells. <laughs> I think it'd be well, so yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, but also it's like you have an app that goes along with it. I mean, it's just getting too complicated. Have you ever, have you ever used like VR? Have you ever used VR like onto to uh, like Pornhub and used VR like? <laughs> no, seriously, because they've, they've got VR on on Pornhub, and of course, you know, I've got to. Well, I got to, I got to experiment. I, I got to like try the technology, right? I got to see what's going on. So I, I, uh, it, it, it just, it's, it's just like so complicated. Like, it's just like you get this device, you put your phone in it and then it looks weird and you got to like, you know, navigate or ask terrible. So I, I can't imagine. The only VR that I ever, uh, the only VR I ever tried was back in the nineties. And it was like when they used to have those VR arcades that were like $5 for five minutes. Yeah. And it was like, the graphics were like the original doom for your PC. So the graphics right. were terrible. I remember that. Um, and so I, I, that was the only VR. I've never tried any of the new stuff, but I've, I've watched like on Twitch. I've seen some people stream some VR stuff, and, it, and the, even now, the graphics are so far behind on the VR uh, on the VR side that I, I like I'm not that drawn to it yet. Now I haven't I haven't looked at like it might be if you're watching movies or something and it's in a 3D camera that might be different than the video games. But I've only seen the video games in action. They look they look like they're not quite where I would want them to be yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if, uh, if I got a sex robot that, uh, can react to my, uh, like talk dirty to me and tell jokes, uh, that my friends is a keeper. And that is the conclusion of our sex robot report for this week. Join us next week when we will have another interesting story about two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks before our sex robot overlords takes over our maybe you'll learn like maybe you'll meet the founder of sex robots at burning man i mean i bet he'll be there oh man <laughs> that, that's gonna be that is going to be my uh i'm gonna look for that i'm definitely gonna look for that so uh the creator and now to the meat of our uh the marketing geek show is uh you want to talk to us a little about affiliate marketing well, yeah, I want to talk about affiliate marketing because um, whether you're an employee or you're starting your own business and you're doing a marketing uh, a marketing company, kind of like we are, the uh, it's always good to have a little bit of side income. And and I, I think that the growing fad and craze right now is you're seeing all these YouTube videos and guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and guys like Russell Brunson. Uh, if you don't know who they are, go ahead and Google them. But they're, they're coming at you with these videos talking about how you should be doing a side hustle. You should be uh, looking for opportunities to make income outside of your primary income source. So outside of your nine to five job or outside of your uh, self-employment area. And one of the best ways to do that and to create leverage in your life and business is to do affiliate marketing. So if you don't know what affiliate marketing is, it's basically where you sell somebody else's stuff and you get paid a commission for it. 
So you don't need to get a job necessarily to sell somebody else's product and get paid. Um, classic, the, I think the best example right now is a company called ClickFunnels, where uh, ClickFunnels, you can go and sell their software and get paid a 40% commission for life on their software. So if you were to, if you were to take ClickFunnels and send your affiliate link to somebody um, and they buy and it, it starts at $100 a month and it goes up to $300 a month, you're going to get 40% of anything that anyone buys uh, from that for life. So it's a, a software like that is a very cool opportunity to make some money. Now, do you have a, what's your take on uh, affiliate marketing here, Andre? Well, I mean, it depends on how you do it. I mean, the one thing about uh, ClickFunnels that you got to keep in mind is there's one caveat to that, which is they only start paying on the second affiliate that you do, right? I'm not 100% sure. A lot of, a lot of the companies are that yeah. way. I'm not 100% sure with ClickFunnels. I don't remember. It's it's, a, it's likely that a lot of them are the second affiliate you do, but because of that, you could sign yourself up under your affiliate link because that's kind of what they're controlling right, against. Exactly. So the reason they do that is so you don't sign yourself up under your own link. So, uh, but since they don't pay you on it, you could do that, and then when you sign somebody up, then you're good. Now, to go. there's different ways to do affiliate uh, marketing, of course. So, like for instance, Amazon, uh, you can do affiliate marketing where you have, like, say, an affiliate marketing link. Uh, on a website. So if, uh, for instance, we say, hey, we're going to do a uh, podcast on podcasting and we're going to show you the equipment that we use. So we'll give you the links to go buy that stuff. But what we're actually doing is giving you an affiliate link. So if you buy something with that link, we get a small cut. Now, the thing about an Amazon affiliate link is that if you go on and you decide to buy a lot more stuff with that affiliate link, then we uh, get commission for all that stuff as well, which is kind of nice. So, so the only thing I would, the only thing I would say to that is that the the commissions are are minuscule for uh, Amazon affiliate links. But yes, I mean everything that you promote, everything you do, you should be looking for affiliate links. So if I'm if I'm on here promoting like a webinar software, I'm likely going to be sharing an affiliate link for that webinar software. If I'm promoting a microphone, I'm going to share an Amazon affiliate link for that microphone. And uh, so I, I actually just did an affiliate link um, microphone sale on Amazon, and I think I ended up it was like a two hundred dollar mic. I ended up getting like twelve dollars. So it's not it's not like a massive commission, but then again, that's twelve dollars I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't share the affiliate link. So that's right. Now, I'll take now it. there there are sort of and, and some people have done this where they find different products that you can affiliate, and there's different websites that you can go to. So for instance, Commission Junction is a website where you can go and find a whole bunch of different. Uh, organizations and companies that have affiliates there, and they'll give you even, you know, a little banner that you could put on your ad on, on your uh, homepage. Uh, so some people will actually go and create entire landing pages and do full-on marketing campaigns, and it's a win-win because uh, the company itself gets free marketing. And on the on the one hand, and on the other hand, the uh, the other. Um, you know, they're paying out a little bit of money. So uh, some people will create whole uh, marketing systems just for their affiliate programs so they can make money. And if you do, if you're good enough at it, then you start getting checks from different uh, places depending on how you market. Now, how do you find what to market? And this is kind of an interesting thing because sometimes what you'll find is the company itself 
as a product, but they're not marketing it very well. So you could basically do the marketing for them, end up at number one on uh, Google ranking for SEO, and then uh, somebody will click that, and then you get the the commission, of course. So uh, that's one way of doing it. Another way of doing it is just basically to be an influencer. So if you're there are some uh, celebrities who uh, or even some YouTubers, for instance. And what they'll do is they'll uh, do an affiliate link knowing that they're going to get a little bit of money from that company. So it's a nice way to do a bit of a side hustle depending on how you do it. Yeah. Every, as some of the YouTubers out there, like every video they do, they'll have a link for their equipment. They'll have like, here's the microphone I'm using right now. Here's the webcam I'm using. And they'll all be Amazon affiliate links. The other thing is some people write blog articles, like top five lists, like here's the top best, here's the five best microphones for podcasting. And then all five of them are affiliate links um, and they right. rank, you know, one through five. So that's another, another way that people are doing this. Um, and then there's a, I, I think this is cool. So ClickFunnels um, is actually what's called a two tier affiliate system. And so they actually have a course that you can send people to, uh, it's called the affiliate, um, I don't know, affiliate mastery or something, affiliate bootcamp. It's called affiliate bootcamp. And if you send people to the affiliate bootcamp and then they become an affiliate, um, under you, then you can make 5% off of every person that they sign up under you. So there's actually like a two tier system. So if, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share, I'm going to share this with the, the listeners. I'm going to share a link to where you can take the affiliate bootcamp. You can learn how to, uh, how to become a better affiliate marketer, uh, especially through the ClickFunnels system. And if you sign up on our link and and then you end up signing people up, you'll still get 40% of commission. Um, and then we'll get 5% from anybody that you sign up under that. Um, but then you can start doing the same thing too. So you can start sharing the affiliate bootcamp link and then you can start uh, promoting this to other people and you can make 5% off of those people and then 40% off of uh, off of your direct sales. So it's a, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool system. Uh, some people make full-time income off of it. I do not make full-time income off of it. I make a few sales here and there, uh, but it's uh, it's it's kind of cool. I, I mean, I, I like that's why affiliate marketing is kind of an exciting yeah, and, thing. You know, some people are really really good at. It. In fact, if you, and, and we've all done this, where you're online, uh, you decide to go look for like a new computer or something, and you're like, what's the top five computers or what's the top five softwares for? this right and uh a lot of those things will have like some sort of blog article that talks about like here's the top 10 you know uh best alternatives to dropbox and there'll be like five different uh or 10 different uh companies that will have you know their offers and every single one of those is an affiliate link so some people do this as a real art where they they will find like Oh, there's a lot of people who are looking for this particular phone, for instance, or they're looking for this particular uh, piece of software. And then they'll write an article with the top five. But really what they're doing is they're affiliate linking every single one of those. And the top one will basically be the best affiliate program. And then they'll, they'll move down. So yeah. uh, just bear in mind. Well, I, I, personally, I, think, uh, I, I personally think the trick is that you should have your users' uh, goals in mind, like their, their best interest in mind. Because, like, yeah, like what you're saying, yeah, bear in mind that they're going to look for the biggest profit, right? But uh, if I think the people that do this best are actually the ones that they look, uh, they they give the advice they would give anyway. But then, if you're if you're going to recommend a product, why not check with the company that you're going to recommend the product for first to see if they have an affiliate program? Right. But but don't don't go out of your way to promote something you don't believe in because that's when you're going to get in trouble. At least in the long term. In the short term, you might make a little bit more money, but in the long term, your reputation will suffer. 
and it's uh, it's not a good it's not a good situation in the long term. So, so uh, you have to think in terms of short term and long term results. Now let, right? let's think about the other side of that. So let's say hypothetically that you are a company that, uh, or maybe even a small entrepreneur or solopreneur, and you want to set up your own affiliate play, uh, system. How would you go about doing that? Well, there's a there's a couple ways of doing it. I mean, I, I'm a partner with a company called Infusionsoft. Uh, Infusionsoft has a system to build your own affiliate programs where you can build in the commission percentage that you want to pay everybody, and you can set up the system in a software like Infusionsoft or a CRM like that. Um, and there's some WordPress plugins that uh, you can put on your site. I, I don't remember the names off the top of my head because I, I personally, I use Infusionsoft if I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are WordPress plugins that will allow you to do it as well. So you can actually create your own affiliate program. You set the commissions. Uh, you can automate basically the entire process so that even your um, your affiliates can get their own login. They can log in and see their dashboard, their stats, things like that. And uh, and then when they promote your product, they get you know 20% or 40%, whatever you're going to pay them, up to, somewhere up to 50% even. Um, and then you get the you get the remainder, uh, and they do they do the sale, you do the fulfillment. So most people that offer affiliate programs, uh, they'll do it on like digital courses, things like that, because the fulfillment it doesn't take a lot of manual effort to fulfill on that. Now, if I if I'm selling like private coaching where I'm the one coaching, the commission's going to be a little bit lower on that because it actually takes my personal time to fulfill on it. So usually when you see bigger commissions, it's because or like a software like ClickFunnels. Um, once they sign up, they don't really have to fulfill except to do customer service and, and that and, and keep the software running, but they don't have to fulfill you know too much personal time with it. So that's that's why they can afford to have bigger commissions. So so and this is one of those things that, you know, as a solopreneur, like let's say hypothetically that you are looking to do a side hustle. So creating like say a digital curriculum. So you can create a digital curriculum on something like Teachable. And then uh, I think Teachable has a built-in affiliate program too. I think they do. And yeah. then you can uh, yeah, and so then you can offer, you know, even 50%. Like once your digital curriculum is set up, you can then offer a commission of let's say 50% to anybody who signs anyone else up. You can then pay them out, and I think it even handles like the payment system. So there, there's ways that you can do it automatically, and it's very, very easy to do. So I, uh, I mean, you know, if you have any questions about it, you can always reach out to us on LinkedIn, and uh, we'll be happy to answer it. Speaking of which, we have an email address for uh, everybody, right? If you do have any questions and you want to write in, what is that email address? It is uh, realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com. So again, realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com. Um, that's because we haven't set up the official domain yet. Uh, but for now, we're taking your questions at realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com. So if you have questions, you have comments, you want to tell us just how much you didn't like this episode, that's where you're going to send your complaints and um whatever else you have for us. So all seven of you, that's, that's right. where you're going to do it. And uh, please send us your complaints because then we will definitely forward it to the appropriate department. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So next week I will be at Burning Man and I will, I will, you know, maybe um, I'll try to do a live remote if I can even. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I was able to get a data plan. So I'm uh, if there's if there's enough uh, data, then hopefully I can, and, and the towers are close enough. I might be able to do a live report. Um, if not, I'll definitely, if you get over to the, if you get over to the Silicon Valley gurus, they'll probably have like super high end Wi-Fi access over there somehow. I don't know how, but they're going to do it. They're going to have it. <laughs> well, and it's get close to their tent. 
And if you are uh, at Burning Man for whatever reason, I will be at Burners Without Borders. So just go to Burners Without Borders and say, hey, does anybody know where Andros is? And they're going to say who? And uh, yeah, uh, a splendid time will be guaranteed for all. So um, awesome. Uh, and be sure to mention be sure to mention Marketing Geeks when you see him in person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that concludes a, another great episode of Marketing Geeks, everybody. Um, I am excited Fantastic. to fly back to the United States. And uh, next week, we're going to have more geek and marketing news. What are we going to cover next week, Mr. Mr. Womack? Yes. Next week, we will get deeper into uh, – I think we're actually going to cover podcasting when you get back, though. When you get back, we're going to talk about yeah. podcasting. Uh, next week, I'll have some bonus content for you. I haven't even decided what it's going to be yet. Just stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. It will Check be the description. Awesome. It'll be in the headline. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, thank you so much for listening. Everyone, tell 5,000 of your closest friends how awesome we are. Get them to subscribe. And, uh, and connect with us on LinkedIn or email us at realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com. We, we love hearing from the listeners. And give us your, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, please ask away. We will answer them and uh, to the best of our ability. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.